Andrew McCart, IFL TV, in association with MTK, MTK Global. Couldn't get my words out there. Uh, Jono, I mean, it's a tough one to swallow, but how are you feeling at this moment in time? Uh, I don't know, I just felt... I'm feeling devil, obviously, because I just think I'm a better boxer than that, you know? Uh, I felt sluggish today, my leg was bleeding like lead. I don't know, maybe I was put it down to the extra weight or whatever, I don't know. But uh, I, just felt, I just felt like it wasn't me, you know what I mean? I just felt like I couldn't get me... I mean, sharpness wasn't there. Every time I went to the travelling positions, my legs, my, my, my foot wasn't there, and then I was coming out in straight lines. That's just all the things that I've been told not to do and that we've been practising not to do, you know? And I'd done it to me. <laughs> it was just like, it just wasn't my night, you know? There was, there was a lot of things, but at the same time, I'm not one for giving excuses. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm always happy when I win, happy when I lose, I'm just happy to be alive, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I just I, I chalk this down to a loss. It wasn't my night. And that's that, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm happy I have my health, I'm happy I get to go home to see my family, and at the end of the day, that's all that matters to me. Exactly, you've got a beautiful young family back over in Marbella, so I'm, I know for a fact you're desperate to go home to them, but sure. tonight, you said it wasn't your night, so what surprised you about Maxi Hughes tonight? Was it the size? What was it? I don't really think it was the size. You know what, I was, I, I didn't have my rhythm tonight. I, I don't really put it down too much to what Maxi was doing. I didn't have my sharpness, I wasn't sharp. I didn't feel tired, but yet I felt sluggish, if that makes sense. I didn't feel out of breath, like I was exhausted or anything like that. I just felt like I didn't, my timing wasn't there. You know, my distance wasn't there. Every time I turned, he was too low. And then when I throw low, then I'd hit him at the belt line and I was getting told to bring it up. So every time I bring my shots up a little bit high, then he was, he was lower, you know what I mean? So it was just like, just one thing after another. I could never really get my range. I could never find exactly where he was. To, and like in the, mid, in the mid, middle of the fight, I started kind of tucking up and I was rolling this first shot. As long as I made a miss with the first one, I was then. God bless my brother, take care. Um, <clears throat> I was starting to catch him with good shots, but then he just adapted. And the minute he took it to that like, long range, I just couldn't step in. I just felt like my legs was heavy. Maybe it's just too much strength condition or something. I don't actually know what the, what the thing is, because I need to go back and look at it, obviously. You know, it's, emotions are high right now. But like I said, it was, uh, it was a good fight. It just wasn't me tonight. I just, I just didn't feel right tonight. A lot of people, I've got a couple of messages from friends and stuff like that saying, did John overlook Maxi? Because you did come from the high of beating Scott Quigg. We spoke about that. And is there a sense that in the back of your mind, you might have looked past Maxi because of where you were, that you were on the cusp of that world title shot? Was there a sense, or maybe a small part of you overlooking Maxi tonight? I don't think it was more overlooking Maxi because at the end of the day, I overlooked the French kid and the same thing happened with him, you know what I mean? Maybe it's the tall range of playing southpaws that I just don't like. Because they're both similar styles, you know, it was the straight shots, but I was coming back in straight lines. That was my problem tonight, I was just coming back in straight lines, whereas with Quig, I was hitting and I was rolling, hitting and rolling, coming in, rolling into the shots. I just didn't do that tonight, so um, I actually don't, I don't know, maybe I was because I'm a show off, so I like to play up for the crowd, you know what I mean? I like, I like to have a crowd there, I like to entertain. And then I, I feed off the energy from the, from the crowd too, and there was just none of that tonight. It was almost like a spire, just with, with eight ounce gloves. It was, it was so weird, I just didn't feel like. Um, I didn't feel hungry. I didn't feel like I wanted it even. You know what I mean? Like I didn't feel like I, was, I had that like dog in me tonight. Whereas usually when you have the crowd and like, come on, push it, it just gives you that little extra fire in your belly. You know what I mean? I just I didn't feel like I had that tonight. I thought, to be honest with you, like I, I thought I was winning until the ninth or tenth round, and then the ninth or tenth round, then it was like, I think he just clipped me at the very end of the ninth round. I was like, he got that bleeding round because of that last shot. And then when I went to attack him, I went to throw a load of shots, and I just, I, I just tensed up. As soon as I tensed up, he just went bum bum, he hit me in the mouth, and he hit me in the mouth. It just don't, it just don't bother me, you know. It just, his range was bad, my range was brittle to me, and my legs was heavy, so 
Uh, no excuses. Maxi was was on point when we first played him. We spoke about that today, and the, uh, we mentioned that the crowd and stuff like that. And how, like I mentioned it as well at the press conference. You love the press conference. You you love talking to your opponent, getting in his head a little bit. Yeah, yeah. None of that. We talked about the crowd, how you feed off the crowd and the energy and stuff like that. None of that. Yeah. I mean, you said yourself like a, <coughs> a sparring session. It, I take it the next fight, you're hoping there's at least a couple hundred people in the arena at least. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know what I mean. I need to be getting back out. And I need to. I just want to keep pushing myself. So I wouldn't mind. Like I was the one who said, like, let's get the likes of. I kind of wanted Maxi because he was a good test for me because I was saying if I'm going to be fighting at world level, I need to keep testing myself. I don't want to be fighting bums again. This was only supposed to be a keep busy fight, and maybe that's the way I looked at it. Was maybe in the back of my mind, I knew it was going to be a hard fight, but I never actually looked at Maxi Yos until about two weeks ago. I never watched him. I, seen, I just heard that he lost four, and I was like, let's just take him. I heard that he fought good people. I heard he got a draw out of. Uh, Marion J. Ward and that, and I, I was saying, well, he must be good. Let's keep going. Let's let's keep going with my momentum because I'm at the beating Quig, I'm at the coming off a great victory. Let's keep going. So I, I always just try to be the best person I can be, and I don't really worry about what other people are good at. Um, maybe I should have looked at Maxi Yeo's a little bit more and studied his story a little bit more or whatever, but I, uh, I just tried to be the best person I could be in this camp. And I did do well in camp, but a lot of things obviously just didn't work out tonight, you know? And uh, like I said, there, there is no excuses. It just wasn't my nightmare. I think it's a bit with the current situation in boxing and stuff like that. I mean, you mentioned Carl Frampton and stuff like that. It doesn't matter, win, lose, or draw tonight. With this current situation, it doesn't. the big fights might still be there for you in terms of your next fight because of the lack of opponents for every single fighter. With MTK behind you, do you think that you can get back in there and get back to yeah, big names? Listen, 100%. Everyone knows my word. I know my word. That wasn't it tonight. Everyone, everyone who's seen me box tonight knows that that wasn't me properly. You know, That wasn't me. The, the proper genre who can who can dig deep, who can box at range, who can fight, who can who can box. That just wasn't me tonight. You know what I mean? I, so at the end of the day, I don't really I don't really care. I know for a fact I'm better than that. Uh, anyone who knows me knows I'm better than that, and knows I'll be back stronger. You know what I mean? So 100 uh, percent with MTK backing me, that'll get me the right fights, the right time. I just maybe I have another two or three fights now to back build into the into a good position. But uh, <laughs> that definitely wasn't. A good performance for me tonight, so I'm gonna have to go back. Boxing is like a game of snakes and ladders, you know what I mean? You, you hit one blade and ladder, and happy days like that was the quick for you, but then you hit one snake and boom, you're straight back down that board. So that's exactly what it is tonight, and it is what it is. I, I, I just take it on the chin, there's nothing else you can do, you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't my night, it wasn't my night, my friend. I won't keep you much longer, John. I know you've got an early flight tomorrow to go back to Mobile and see your lovely family, so at least you've got something to look forward to. And uh, again, thanks for this for FL TV. Thanks for speaking to me and uh, commiserations for tonight, mate. Glad to see you. Hope to see you soon. Thank you, Ivan, for your support as always. Uh, you now will be back stronger than ever, for sure. Thank you, John. Undisputed women's champion in Katie Taylor and another one in Clarissa Shields. This mini tournament that you're in could lead to a fight with Katie Taylor. Uh, but when you hear Clarissa Shields say, call herself the greatest woman of all time, do you feel like you need a fight with Shields for your fighting legacy? 
Well, I think, um, yeah, I think everybody needs that. Um, I had a couple of good fights uh, coming up in my career, um, but um, maybe for the American audience, um, that would be something uh, that would be needed for them. And I, um, there's so many great female fighters right now. So, and, and uh, you know, I like what, Clashiel says that you know she huffs and puffs and she she makes good commercial for herself and she also draws attention to women boxing but um that's it you know right now uh, nobody is really uh in a position to call themselves uh, the vote <laughs> so uh, um we just have to see what's happening now because there's so the pool of talent now is is so big it's I mean, just the last few weeks, we've seen, you know, Michael Meyer, Natasha uh, Jonas, Terry Harper, you have Katie Taylor, you have, um, um, yeah, it's more to count. It, the, the pool is so deep now. So I, I think that's, that's the best thing. And I think we should be more focused on that than um, crowning the quote right now. <laughs> that's really interesting that you say that. Um do you kind of feel like the GOAT title is up for grabs and it could be actually declared in the next year or so? I mean, that's a big title and uh, it's, um, uh, I, I think we have to wait a little bit before we can declare anyone that title. We need some more big fights. And like I said, the talent pool is so big. Um, so. Um, uh, you know, Clarissa calling her sh herself the GOAT. Um, it's great for the attention and for women boxing, but she has to prove herself a little bit more first. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. And uh, Marcelino, please, next. Thank you. Hey, Fi fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking this icon right here and hit the bell button so you can get notified every time we upload a new video. And we also have a free app available on iTunes and Google Play. So make sure you go ahead and download that. Bye, Fi fans. Don't be shy, cause I, the life won't bring you down too far. Mike Tyson. So I saw an interview with Mike and three times in the interview he said it's an exhibition. Um, uh, yes, he also said that people are not realising this. They're raising money for a charity as well, which is a good thing. Um, uh, I think that Mike, um, and I understand Mike's 53, same as me, I think. 54. Uh, 54. Is he 54? He's older than me. Right, listen, I'm telling you, when you get to a certain age, your pace ain't there. You might be able to on the bags, on the pads, or whatever. But when you got to chase after him, you're like, <laughs> so the pace is the key. He's got step, step, step. It's eight rounds. Uh, I just don't. It's like, can you see Mike Tyson tipping and tapping in an exhibition? It's just not in his DNA. I, I do. Uh, good on him. Good. He's got. He put himself. Would in you the rather this be a proper fight? Sorry. Would you rather this be a proper fight? No, I'm happy it's an exhibition. I'd know, Mike, listen, Mike is never going to be the Mike he was, but, but there's, a, there's, a, there's a section of people of my age 
that thing. Why don't you sort of leave that for people of our age? Little boys fight each other. Let me ask you a question. Do you know yeah. there's some people out there, and there are some people out there, that genuinely believe that Mike Tyson would beat the likes of Joshua, Fury, Wilder, Wyatt, these guys? Yeah, because, because they're drunk on yesteryear. You're drunk on yesteryear's history. And so, and, and you forget Mike Tyson's last three legit fights. And that's when he was training. That was when he was in the zone. He's been out of it now. And, and, and I love Mike. And Mike understands his limits in saying, and I'll do this because I'm fighting in my own bubble. I'm fighting people that are kind of in the same, same situation as I am. But do you, think, he, do you think he could beat any of the modern day? Overall? No. No, he can't. What, what, what about a lesser level? Sorry? No, on his day, I'm telling you now, I could get in with a raw novice and get beat because that raw novice has pace. That raw novice has youth on his side. He has energy on his side. I would not be able to keep up with the pace. I'd be able to totally outthink him, outbox him out when he stood in front of me. But if I've got to chase this boy, I could lose to Bill and Smith to Rated, you know, because he got pace. I'm you 53 know, years you know, old. You're a sly old fox. You you did around the back of the head. Well, but the thing, that's what I'm, so what I'm saying is, it's not till these guys are up close and personal where the old boys, we can say, right, everything we've learned, bam, 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 bam. But, but if you've got to chase them down, and that's why you get ex-sportsmen, footballers, boxers, whatever, boxers that carry on too long, footballers that want you to praise them like they were when they're the top of their game, but then they play in a Sunday league and they get bitter about the game because they're no longer the sportsmen they were. Boxing's the cruelest one because when you get punched, it hurts. So, so when you carry on a little too long. So I can see Roy Jones, pepper in mind, pepper in mind, pepper in mind. And the second he stands still, boom. You know what it is as well? I noticed that people get gassed by looking at pad clips and uh, bag clips. You know when they've like, these edited clips, yeah? Don't get me wrong. Mike Tyson is always going to look good on pads in the bag. He could be yeah, nice. Yeah, still going to look great. But I think people look at that and think, and genuinely, I've had people, discussions with people, say discussions, loose conversations with people in the pub, where they go, do you know what? I think he'd come back and knock all of them out. AJ Fury, a lot of them out. I swear. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So what, what they're doing is they're getting twisted on, on what on the fighter they knew. And we, listen, even as pundits, we make the same mistake where we see, let me think. I'm trying to think of a fight where you see an old boy coming at you and you, you, fall, you fall for the guy you knew in his day. Uh, and it's like, when, it's like when, when Mayweather boxed Pacquiao. Pacquiao was, was much better than that by the time they fought each other. And I think the Pacquiao five or six years before that would have beaten that Mayweather that night. But unfortunately, Pacquiao hasn't aged as well as Mayweather has. So therefore, that, that's what happens. So what happens is when you get older, you just, you just can't do it. So people get in your head. This is not Mike Tyson you know from but yesteryear. You, you, this is a 54-year-old Mike Tyson. Do you know what I say as well? It's <laughs> the other thing I get. So people that kind of go advanced from the casual to the in-between stage, they go, well, look at Bernard Hopkins and look at George Foreman. George Foreman was out the ring for 10 years. I'm like, listen, see that thing that George Foreman thing? That was like a borderline miracle, right? George mm. Foreman out the ring for nine, ten years, come, come back, beats Michael Mora. Fucking everyone's amazed. But that was like almost like a unique event. But I'll tell you what I could do. I could come back now and win the British title. No, you so, couldn't. So, yes, no, you I could. Couldn't. No, you I, no, I could. Honestly, I could. You couldn't. I could. I'm what, 53. 
if it was a, but, if it was but, a vacant but, title and you were number but, one and they emailed it to you. But, 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 <laughs> but what I'm saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is, I, I understand that, oh, shut I understand, let me just turn this thing off, where have you gone? I understand that <clears throat> you've got to stay in your lane, man. You've got to stay in lane. I'm like, yo, I could dip my toe in the water, but I couldn't stay there because some little, little ragamuffin and wham, straight in and out. Bernard Hopkins, he had to control the pace of people that were in front of him. He couldn't box at the same pace as everybody, at the older he got. And then when it got to the point of fighting Joe Kazaki, Joe was just too all over him. Couldn't, couldn't catch him out. But people like Hopkins and even like Foreman, they're, just like, they're, they're almost like freaks of nature in terms of age and w when they possibly should have called it a day. Because Bernard Hopkins won a world title at what age? Uh, was he 49? 49, 47. that's what I was going to say. And yeah. he was, what, 45? But these are like two instances that, I mean, it's possible yeah. to happen. But that's it's what, but what I'm saying. If these old boys can control, if, 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 they, they, they always, if they can control the pace, they win. Because they've got far too much experience and smarts upstairs. And boxing is this. You, it's like you're building on experience. Oh, I remember that. I remember that from that fight. I remember that from that fight. So when you get in the ring, you've got an encyclopedia of moves, of punches, of anticipated moves that you beat most people. And so, so Brendan always said, youth is wasted on the young. So what I'm saying is you'll be there and you'll have all the knowledge, but your body's saying, yo, you can think what you want. I ain't doing jack diddly. And, that, and that, that's what happens. And so, so Mike Tyson beating the, the, these guys today, I'm not disrespecting Mike. What I'm saying is, Mike Tyson understands where he should be. He understands, you know, I'm staying in my lane. I'm gathering some kind of tournament, some master's tournament. Mm. Uh, that's what I'm gathering. Why don't you enter it? I might just do that. Why don't you enter it? I'd love to see Tyson and you, and Tyson put down like a proper beatdown on you. What? Are you mad? I'll smash him up. And he knows that. Wait. Phone him and ask him. Listen, you, even if you were to fight now, you wouldn't, I mean, I'll, let me just give you a couple of fantasy matchups. Well, you know Enzo Jones beat the shit out of you. Uh, Roy Jones, I'd do him. Enzo would have beat the shit out of you. Uh, Glenn. <laughs> no! Glenn, Glenn would have taken three rounds to dismantle you. Uh, you. You know what? I actually, I'd actually give you the credit for saying Enzo, but Glenn! Glenn McCurry! You're yeah. smoking rum, my brother. Nah, that is like, nah. money's on Glenn all day long, bro. You are smoking rum. I, I mm, 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 no, no, I'm sorry. Glenn, I love you, but you know I'd have knocked you clean out. No, no, don't be silly. That's just stupidness. You're just being childish now. No, no, no. Uh, I'd never back against Johnny Nelson anyway. Um... Omar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, a few days to go to fight night, joined by Eddie Ann and Shannon Courtney. Well, women's boxing is absolutely flying. We're not calling it women's boxing anymore. Yeah, but it is flying on Friday yeah, night. Yeah, it's difficult because I think for so long they've been like women's boxing and yeah, it's women's boxing. I've always said, forget women's boxing, forget men's boxing. I always say about Katie Taylor, it's just boxing. But these girls, you know, from the level of eight rounds to going into unified world championship fights, they're, they're on fire at the moment. And I think we're going to get another thrilling fight 
on um, on Friday night. You know, we're moving forward next week. We've got Taylor Pursoon. This Saturday, we've got Breakhouse against McCaskill. And then we're lining up Chantel Cameron for a world title fight as well. So I just think it's fantastic at the moment. And the opportunity's there for him. You know, you used to look at women coming through from the amateur game. Probably when Shannon, you know, a couple of years ago, was probably looking at the women's game going, is there actually the opportunities? Once Katie Taylor started coming through, now any young amateur, you know, we've got Ellie Scottney debuting in a couple of weeks as well. You've got to be looking at women's boxing and going wow like the opportunities are there i can progress i can win world championships and i can make great money as well so it's all work in progress but i think again you're going to see a great fight on friday time for a real step up for yourself shannon yeah no i'm excited i think it's about time i had a step up you know it's there's no risk no reward who wants to keep going on fighting girls that are just there to survive and not allow me to show what i can do listen she's tough she's tall but we've had a really good camp and I think it will actually allow me to show what I can do because you've not, not even seen 10% of it yet. Why did you say in there that you'd want to be the smaller fighter? I've always enjoyed being the smaller fighter, even as an amateur. I come up against really tall girls, like Swedish or Norwegian girls, and um, it's just it's easier for me to come over the top of the loop and right shots or go down to the body. And slowly, slowly, I'll break her down Friday night. And I've just... I, don't, I see people why they're writing me off. Well, I can't actually. I can't understand why, but people haven't invested me yet, so you will see it. I guess it's just the doubt, isn't it? You know, we, we it's seen. probably, but also it's us, we hype fighters up, you know, and it's like, oh, is, is she the real deal or not? Yeah. And we haven't, she hasn't had to show that she's the real deal yet. I think the key in this fight is staying composed, because you know over two minutes, things can unravel real quick, yeah. because it's almost like, you feel as though you've got to always be working and be winning the round. And all of a sudden, if someone has a good flurry, you ain't got a lot of time to sort of overcome that and try and do the same. Then you end up trading and it, it all sort of spirals out of control. We saw that even in Harper Jonas. So I think with Rachel, you're gonna see her come forward and forward. That's a bit awkward, she's over there. You're gonna see her come forward nonstop. And this is her opportunity of a lifetime. You know, Shannon's got the contract. You know, she's got the sponsors, she's got the opportunity. She's got the path to go from here all the way to world championship. Rachel hasn't got that. And for her, mm. she's thinking, I can't believe, you know, but so, you know if you're Shannon that you're going to face someone that is going to do everything to try and win. And I don't think it's any secret, she's very tall, she's experienced, she's got a great engine, she's going to come forward, she's going to come forward, she's going to come forward. So their game plan has got to be right. I, and think, great... no, I think she's going to try and come forward, I think I'll be too strong for her. Alright, calm down. I'm just saying that I, th I think the key as well is, is that, you know, the game plan is important always. And in this kind of environment, what I've seen so far in fight camp is, Fighters have had the opportunity to sit down in a yes. corner with no noise and go, listen, this is what you've got to do. And if you can carry out the game plan, which I know her team will get spot on, she will win this fight. If she unravels, if she you know, starts folding under pressure a little bit, if she doesn't listen, she's got a very tough night. But you know, these are the kind of fights we make because we believe she's good enough to overcome them. But we get to find out, and that's exciting. I don't like to see it. It's very difficult to match female fights. You know, she's been in fights where you know, the one girl turned up, she didn't have a protector on, do you remember? She had to get out of the ring, put it on, you know. And it's like, it's so difficult to find fighters. This pandemic has basically forced us to say, right, what British fighters are out there? There's only really two, Rachel Ball, Amy Timlin. You know, and Amy Timlin will come next if she beats Rachel Ball, probably for the Commonwealth title. So this is what, what we're in with. But I'm excited that I'm going to sit down, a little bit nervous for Shannon, and it's over to her. Have you heard that Shannon wants three-minute rounds for women boxing? Yeah, I know. I like two-minute rounds. Why do you want them free? Do you know why I want two minute rounds? Because at the moment, we're convincing people that this is a great product, right? A bit like Prize Fighter when we're bringing people back to boxing. Show them that, a bit like 2020 cricket. Show them 2020 cricket, 
then educate them and get them into test matches. Right now, it's great to see people calling for three-minute rounds. Those same people that were calling that women shouldn't even be boxing. Now they're saying, well, make it three-minute rounds. The only thing I will say before I pass over to Shannon on that is I think three-minute rounds should maybe only come at world championship level because the strength in depth for women's boxing, in my opinion, is not strong enough to let everybody fight over three rounds. I also think if you drop it, if you do, I want three-minute rounds, but I think if you do up it to three-minute rounds, it also leaves room then for more error where we can't compete with the men. Let's be honest, we're not as strong as, as a man or we haven't got maybe good, good as engine as the men. So then it'll make us look as a lesser quality again. So it might work in our favour, it might also go really against us. But listen, boxing for women at the moment is doing fantastic. So let's not change anything right now. And then if it comes to three minute rounds and perfect, if it doesn't, then let's just crack on with it the, the way that it's going, which is perfect. And all, but also it gives me the opportunity to pay them less because they're doing less time in the ring. Maybe others, not me. Yeah, no, not you. <laughs> Got a, a final joke. prediction? I don't want to give my game plan away, but obviously Shannon Courtney win. Shannon Courtney, thank you very much for coming to IFL TV. Enjoy, look Cheers, forward Eddie. to it. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm joined by the victorious Maxi Hughes. Maxi, what just happened there? Uh, I did what I knew I could do and, and, and what my gym mates and everybody who knows me, finally I've, I've pulled it out bag. Uh, level playing field and I, I've done what I know I can do. Uh, just did it, I'm buzzing. The thing is, you boxed Liam Walsh, came up short. You boxed Martin J. Ward, came up short. I think you boxed Martin J. Ward twice. Three times. Three times, yeah, so there you go. Is this third time lucky for you? I think so, yeah. And like I said earlier, it's just a shame there's no belt online. But, you know, I'm, I'm still buzzing. Um, it, mean, it means a whole lot. It just, just proves to myself, I knew I could do it, but until I'd actually done it on, on the stage uh, against a big name, um, it means a lot to me. And I just want to say, done it for my little girl, Bo. And my late, my late granddad, he died beginning of this year. He were a massive fan of mine. That's why, he's, that's why I'm named after him. He's been to all my big fights and I'm just gutted that he's, he's passed away and he's not able to see this win because he'd be absolutely buzzing. Well, the win against John O'Carroll. I mean, John O's had a, a superb win against Scott Craig, stopped him in the 11th round. John O, he's fought for a world title. Yeah. He was possibly, arguably, on the cusp of fight, fighting for another world title, maybe yeah. two away. Where does that leave you? God knows, because like I said, uh, it's for no belt, so I've got nothing to give anyone. So uh, champions and whoever, they're not, they're probably not going to want to face me because I've got there's no reward for them. I'm a big risk because I've shown I can do job, uh, but they're not going to gain no. Um, but we'll see. I'll let me a management team and and hopefully MTK now. Uh, I'm at, hopefully they've they've got a contract for me, but um, whatever whatever comes my way. Uh, just, the, just the big fights. If I get whatever big fight comes, I'm, I'm happy to have whatever. Like, I think that you've you've proven yourself in the terms that you have proven that you can do it. And you, you mentioned there at the start of the interview that 11 playing field. You're not the away fight. I felt like you went that way, even though you're not the the way yeah. the away fight in terms of the show. 
but there was no fans there was nothing yeah. like that I felt yeah, like it was yeah. a sprever like there was nobody there was no support there was no booing yeah. or anything like that for you do you feel is that what you mean by Levin Plainfield it was just Maybe, you and yeah. you and Jono and like um, you know you know what as well that that we we strangely I, I enjoyed it with it with no no fans you know not I like my fans being here cheering me on but it it was strange it was it was like it was like relaxed like me and Jono had a few words like. We bumped heads all week low and we're like, oh, sorry, sorry, pal, sorry. And it's like, come on, what's your head? And it's like, it's like, it's like we were sparring. It's like, it was like a gym atmosphere because we could hear our coaches clear as day. Um, yeah, strange, strange. Um, would, you like it to, would you like it to stay like this forever then? No, no, of course not, no. It's great, we atmosphere, we... Cheers, Lee. Got my pen ready, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that was Lee Eaton. Lee Eaton over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Lee. Um, yeah, um, I know all lads, uh, all gym lads around at Josh's house tonight, um, so they'll be buzzing. Uh, my mates back in village, my mum. I think everyone in village will have all got together at the social social distance gatherings um, and got it all on got it all on telly. Had a, probably there'll probably be a few knocking at work tomorrow, like be a midweek bender for them. But um, yeah. Quite right. You put on a great fight with you and Jono. I mean, the whole card up from start, top to bottom has been a, has been great. I mean, the way the the changing rooms were situated, you could watch the whole card yeah, and stuff yeah. like. How was that for you watching the fights live from where you were getting yeah. changed? And that was that. I know it's, the whole thing's been strange, hasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it were good in the sense that I could see round by round and thinking like timed it with a bit between the fights where they cleaned the ring and did the interviews. So I'm like. Right, I need to get uh, start warming up gently now. And then I got gloved up, but I knew there were like four rounds left of the other fight. So I was like, shit, I need a piss now. Right, take these gloves off quick because I've got. I know I've got time to go. Whereas sometimes when you're gloved up and you're in, in an arena or whatever, you're like, oh, I need a piss and I've got to hold it in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was... So there's some benefits to this thing. Yeah, it is some benefit. It's, it's just strange, yeah. And we have, I didn't like having a mask on. Because it is, you know, yourself, it's, it was warm in there, really, especially at the beginning. Uh, and I thought, it's going to zap it's gonna zap me when I get in there. But, um, yeah, re really strange. It's like, you don't want it to keep it all the time, but it's nice to have ticked it off to say, yeah, I, I, I did that. Because uh, it's probably going to be a time in history where you look back and you think, oh, we had five fight cards where there were no fans, nobody allowed in. So, yeah, good stuff. And, and, and you got the win as well. Let's talk yeah. about the fight itself and how, how confident you when that final bell rang that you had actually got the victory. Were you confident? I, I really didn't know. I, f I felt in myself like I'd done enough to win. Felt like in the, the exchanges that we did, um, he landed some good shots. But at the same time, he'd, he'd pull out and I'd catch him with a, with a clean jab or, or whatever. So I felt like, all right, we had a good exchange, he hit me. But I finished it. And, you know, you always say, uh, who's finishing the exchanges, etc. Um, but, yeah, I just didn't know because you do see some dodgy decisions. And, uh, and the close sights that, that I have had with Walsh and the couple I've had with Ward, um, I can hold my hand up and say, yeah, I lost. But... Uh, by by marginal, you know, a round or two, two rounds at most, whatever. Uh, but when the scorecard is read out, it's like I ain't turned up. I'm like five and six rounds behind. I'm like, are they even watching? You know, why have they even turned up? So in the back of my mind, I, I was thinking that. I thought, Jono's an MTK lad. Are they going to give him, you know, it, it were, I knew it were a close fight and, you know, there was some tight rounds and I thought are they just going to give him to Jono because he's the MTK lad 
he's fought for world title. So that were in my mind. But deep down, I thought, surely I've done enough. I felt felt like I'd finished the rounds on top, the exchanges. So I thought, surely, surely I've I've got it. But you know, when they read my name out, I was buzzing. Definitely, but well, I can sense that as well. You did land the cleaner shots, it seemed, on John. When you talk about your cut out the, the, the exchanges, you were landing the biggest shots. Do you think that was the, the telling factor in the fight? I think it must have been, yeah, because he's, he's, he's a real fit kid and he's got that work rate and that explosive where he'll let him, let him go up and thingy. But whereas I, I was trying to think tight, tight, and we've worked worked for weeks, bump, bump, um, you know, finishing, finishing keeping shape and and clin- clinical punches like and, and that is probably what, what did it for me tonight the thing is as well before I let you go and enjoy the rest of your night the thing is, is John we spoke about how where John was in the world you know what I mean beat Scott Craig the thing yeah, yeah. what do you have to do to get these big names now these bigger fights but there we go there's Sean, Sean O'Hagan what, what do you need to do do you need to be more on social media we've spoke about all week that you're not on social media do you need to be more on social media a little bit and I, I'll definitely try I mean uh, as I said earlier my missus uh, started eight weeks ago and she's got more followers than me uh, I think I better get her some, for some tips like but because I, I, I still work as well and it's a, it's a busy schedule I've got we're working get home look after my daughter for a bit and then got gym and I should make more time, especially now. You know, I could maybe build a, uh, a profile, even though I've been around for 10 years. Get your missus to do it. Get your missus yeah. to do it. <laughs> yeah, she can take some good pictures of me, like, and get them posted, like, sure, that might raise me. And maybe it's the tra- trash talking as well, but I just can't bring myself to do it because it's, it's just not me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a quiet, no-nonsense kid. I, I train hard, I get in, and I just fight. I, d- I can't get into it, you know, unless I act daft and start quoting Rocky or, you know, things like that. So maybe I'll just act a bit more daft, like. Last one. Well, that's what you should do, because I guarantee you'll get more followers. Last one. How are you going to celebrate this victory? Um, me and Sean will probably have a sing-along in car on the way home. Uh, what song? I know Sean likes a bit of Elvis and his favourite song he likes that is his ringtone that Peaky Blinders song he, he's been asking me all camp have that for you have that for your ring walk have that for your ring walk but I picked Tears of Fears and he laughed he says what have you got that for um, but I'll, I'll try I know it's good isn't it I'll try to get him to put that on so we can celebrate maybe we are the champions Maxi been a pleasure to see you this week I mean you're a humble guy you know what I mean you finally got the win that you, you deserve well done and uh, go and celebrate yeah, cheers pal thank you anytime man thank you don't be shy cause I the life won't bring you down too far Omar Ahmed, IFL TV, MTK Global, a few days to go till fight night, joined by Eddie Ann and Shannon Courtney. Well, women's boxing is absolutely flying. We're not calling it women's boxing anymore. Yeah, but it is flying on Friday night. Yeah, it's difficult because I think for so long they've been like women's boxing and yeah, it's women's boxing. I've always said, forget women's boxing, forget men's boxing. I always say about Katie Taylor, it's just boxing. But these girls, you know, from the level of eight rounds to going into unified world championship fights, they're they're on fire at the moment. And I think we're going to get another thrilling fight 
on um, on Friday night. You know, we're moving forward next week. We've got Taylor Pursuit. This Saturday, we've got Breakhouse against McCaskill. And then we're lining up Chantel Cameron for a world title fight as well. So I just think it's fantastic at the moment. And the opportunity's there for him. You know, you used to look at women coming through from the amateur game. Probably when Shannon, you know, a couple of years ago, was probably looking at the women's game going, is there actually the opportunities? Once Katie Taylor started coming through, now any young amateur, you know, we've got Ellie Scottney debuting in a couple of weeks as well. You've got to be looking at women's boxing and going, wow, like the opportunities are there. I can progress, I can win world championships, and I can make great money as well. So it's all work in progress. But I think, again, you're going to see a great fight on Friday. Time for a real step up for yourself, Shannon. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I think it's about time I had a step up. You know, it's, there's no risk, no reward. Who wants to keep going on fighting girls that are just there to survive and not let, allow me to show what I can do? Listen, she's tough, she's tall, but we've had a really good camp and I think it will actually allow me to show what I can do because you've not, not even seen 10% of it yet. Why did you say in there that you'd want to be the smaller fighter? I've always enjoyed being the smaller fighter, even as an amateur. I come up against really tall girls, like Swedish or Norwegian girls, and um, it's it easy for me to come over the top of the loop and write shots or go down to the body. And slowly, slowly, I'll break her down Friday night. And I've just, I, don't, I, I see people why they're writing me off. Well, I can't actually, I can't understand why, but people haven't invested me yet, so you will see it. I guess it's just the doubt, isn't it? You know, we, we it's, it's probably, but also it's us, we hype fighters up, you know, and it's like, oh, is, is she the real deal or not? Yeah. And we haven't. She hasn't had to show that she's the real deal yet. I think the key in this fight is staying composed because you know over two minutes, things can unravel real quick yeah. because it's almost like you feel as though you've got to always be working and be winning the round. And all of a sudden, if someone has a good flurry, you ain't got a lot of time to sort of overcome that and try and do the same. Then you end up trading and it, it all sort of spirals out of control. We saw that even in Harper Jonas. So I think with Rachel, you're gonna see her come forward and forward, that's a bit awkward, she's over there. You're going to see her come forward non-stop. And this is her opportunity of a lifetime. You know, Shannon's got the contract, you know, she's got the sponsors, she's got the opportunity, she's got the path to go from here all the way to World Championship. Rachel hasn't got that, and for her, mm. she's thinking, I can't believe, you know, but so, you know, if you're Shannon, that you're going to face someone that is going to do everything to try and win. And I don't think it's any secret, she's very tall, She's experienced, she's got a great engine, she's going to come forward, she's going to come forward, she's going to come forward. So their game plan has got to be right. I and think great... no, I think she's going to try and come forward. I think I'd be too strong for her. All right, calm down. I'm just telling you, I don't want any trouble. You can fight <laughs> I'm just saying that I, th I think the key as well is, is that, you know, the game plan is important always. And in this kind of environment, what I've seen so far in fight camp is fighters have had the opportunity to sit down in a yes. corner with no noise and, and go, listen, this is what you've got to do. And if you can carry out the game plan, which I know her team will get spot on, she will win this fight. If she unravels, if she you know, starts folding under pressure a little bit, if she doesn't listen, she's got a very tough night. But you know, these are the kind of fights we make because we believe she's good enough to overcome them. But we get to find out, and that's exciting. I don't like to see it. It's very difficult to match female fights. You know, she's been in fights where you know, the one girl turned up, she didn't have a protector on, do you remember? She had to get out of the that's ring, put day, it on. You know, and it's like, it's so difficult to find fighters. This pandemic, has basically forced us to say, right, what British fighters are, are out there? There's only really two, Rachel Ball, Amy Timlin. You know, and Amy Timlin will come next if she beats Rachel Ball, probably for the Commonwealth title. So this is what, what we're in with. But I'm excited that I'm going to sit down, a little bit nervous for Shannon, and it's over to her. Have you heard that Shannon wants three-minute rounds for women boxing? Yeah, I know. I like two-minute rounds. Why do you want them three? Do you know why I want two-minute rounds? Because at the moment, we're convincing people that this is a great product, right? A bit like Prize Fighter when we were bringing people back to boxing. Show them that, a bit like 2020 cricket. Show them 2020 cricket, 
then educate them and get them into test matches. Right now, it's great to see people calling for three-minute rounds. Those same people that were calling that women shouldn't even be boxing. Now they're saying, well, make it three-minute rounds. The only thing I will say before I pass over the channel on that is I think three-minute rounds should maybe only come at world championship level because the strength in depth for women's boxing, in my opinion, is not strong enough to let everybody fight over three rounds. I also think if you drop it, if you do, I want three-minute rounds, but I think if you do up it to three-minute rounds, it also leaves room then for more error where we can't compete with the men. Let's be honest, we're not as strong as, as a man or we haven't got maybe good good as engine as the men. So then it'll make us look as a lesser quality again. So it might work in our favour, it might also go really against us. But listen, boxing for women at the moment is doing fantastic. So let's not change anything right now. And then if it comes to three minute rounds and perfect, if it doesn't, then let's just crack on with it the, the way that it's going, which is perfect. And all, but also it gives me the opportunity to pay them less because they're doing less time in the ring. Maybe others, not me. Yeah, no, not you. <laughs> Got a final joke. prediction? I don't want to give my game plan away, but obviously Shannon Courtney win. Shannon Courtney, thank you very much for Cyfield TV. Enjoy. Look Cheers, forward Eddie. To it. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers.